it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Conscious Coach Podcast. This episode is inspired by something that's going on in my world, which I always try to pay attention to themes that show up over and over again. And one of the themes that's showing up for me is people asking me like how I do belief work. And that's actually like the title of this episode is how I do belief work. So right now I'm hosting a Voxer event. And if you're not familiar with Voxer, Voxer is like a messaging app. I use it with all my clients and I'm hosting a Voxer event for some of my clients and we're doing work together where I'm sharing a teaching every week and we're having a community discussion. And I asked them to create something in pure potentiality over the course of the five weeks that we're working together. And we're doing the belief work to support that and taking massive aligned action and cleaning up our thoughts and working on our energy and all that stuff together. And I've gotten a few people both in the group and privately ask me, like, can you walk me through like how you actually do this work in your own life? And I was like, that's a great question. And I'm going to answer it on my podcast <laughs> so it can you know, serve everyone who listens. And so I want to start with like defining what do I mean by belief work? And we're going to start with the very basics. In case you're brand new to my podcast, welcome. I've had a lot of new listeners recently, which is super cool. So when I think of belief work, I teach success from the inside out. So I think that thoughts and feelings and energy and words are creative, as in they actually create results. So the way that I teach belief work is that you are always creating with your thoughts and with your words. It's just, is it creating what you want to create? As an example, I was actually talking about this with Wesley, how we never complain about gas prices. And he's not really into this work, but he thinks a lot like me because he just has really clean thoughts. And by clean thoughts, I mean thoughts that are in alignment with the life that he wants. And so we were talking about this with gas prices, how we literally never complain about gas prices because we want to be the most abundant versions of ourselves, right? And the most abundant version of ourselves would never complain about gas prices because we're always making more money and we always have the freedom to pay for whatever we want. And that starts with our thinking. And so we would never say something like, wow, gas is so expensive because the most abundant version of me, not that she isn't compassionate or not that she's not mindful, it's just that she really would watch how she talks about money. And so I be that version now. And now, truth be told, I'm in a situation where I don't have to worry about that. But there was a time in my life where I actually did have to, you know, kind of like not struggle for money. I don't want to speak that into existence. But there was a time where I wasn't making as much money and gas even felt a little heavy. But I still would speak what I wanted to speak about gas, which was like, there's always more than enough. Whatever I spend, I make more. I was very conscious that I didn't complain about gas prices. And that started way before I ever started making big money in my business. And so that's kind of where I started with belief work is money. And I think a lot of people do. It's why I love teaching money work, because it shows you how your thoughts are creating your results. And so when I think of belief work, it's how your thoughts are creating your results. And so when you choose new thoughts, you basically are changing your reality through creating, because thoughts and words are a creation. And eventually they solidify into something physical. And so we want to be so mindful and thoughtful and conscious of the words that we speak, the thoughts that we think, the things that we write down, the things that we tell other people. That's what I mean by belief work. And so I have some of my things that I do that I want to share with you. And I just wanted to start off with saying none of these are rules. 
well, this is just what I do. Take what works and then toss what doesn't. If I say something that doesn't align with you, like literally don't worry about it. Just take what works. So the first thing that I do is I am not a super consistent journaler. Like I don't journal every single day without fail, but I would say I journal most days and I don't journal like a diary. So I don't just write down what's on my mind and what people said to me and, you know, what's going on in my life. I journal creatively. So what I mean by that is I'm not writing about what happened. I'm writing what I want to create. And so some of the things or prompts that I will share with you, the one that I like to do is wouldn't it be cool if this is one of my favorite exercises because I don't have to be attached to when or how like everything's going to happen. I'm just thinking about what I would like. Wouldn't it be cool if I got to take my kids to Disney World? Wouldn't it be cool if the Matrix got full at 35 clients? Wouldn't it be cool if my next client paid in full? Wouldn't it be cool if Wesley and I went on a trip around the world after our kids leave home, right? Like it can be so many different things. You're just letting your brain drift into creativity, into possibilities. You're not trying to solve for how or when, or you're not trying to predict if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. You're just writing down what you would like. Another question that I like in that same vein of thought is what would I love? One of my mentors, Kathleen Cameron, says, if all things are possible, what would I love? And I maybe write down things that I would love to experience. I also shift in my journal. So this is more when I'm feeling heavy or stuck. If I'm feeling bitter or resentful or I have like a low vibration happening in my life and maybe I don't know why. Sometimes I use my journal to actually shift my thinking. So I just do a little brain dump. So I might write down some things that I'm frustrated by or some things that I'm you know irritated by or that feel heavy. And I ask myself, is this absolutely true? And like, this is what I write down. So like, let's say one of the thoughts is my business isn't working. And then I ask myself, is that absolutely true? And I would write down, no, it's not absolutely true. And then I would ask myself, what is more true? And then I would say, well, what's more true is that my business is working, that people are considering working with me right now, that someone's about to hire me, that my clients are happy with me, that things are working, that I am making money. And then I might ask myself, like, what else do I want to be true? And then what else I want to be true is someone's going to hire me today, that someone is going to join the Matrix today, or that someone is going to email me and say they want to get on my wait list for one-on-one today. And so I kind of do that shifting where it's like, where do I feel stuck? Is it true? What else could be true? What do I want to be true? And over that course of journaling, I feel so different, right? Because now I'm talking and I'm speaking and I'm believing something that I want to be true versus just accepting what my brain is offering me, which is what I think belief work is just so powerful for, that you get to question your thoughts and choose, again, thoughts that actually serve you, thoughts that are aligned with who you want to be and what you want to create in the world. And so journaling is really powerful for me. The other thing that I like to do is affirmations. I like to just write things down, statements of myself, statements of who I want to be in the world. So it's like, I am the wealthy woman, that my business is always working. My clients love to pay me. My work is impacting people known and unknown. Things like that. I write down statements that I want to be true, that I want to believe in. And yeah, that's kind of how I use journaling as a tool for belief work. The big one. So like I said, I don't journal every single day. It's not like a religious habit for me, but I do use it a lot because I like seeing my thoughts on paper. I have a belief that whatever I write down in my journal comes true which is just a fun thought to think about because then the way that you approach journaling is different. So if you believe everything you write down comes true, what would you write down in your journal, right? And that's kind of the idea behind the two first prompts that I shared with you is like, wouldn't it be cool if dot, 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 
if all things are possible, what would I love? Those two exercise I do often. The next big one is like I choose thoughts that are aligned with who I want to be and where I want to go in the world because that is one thing that we always have within our control is what we think. There's a great book called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. I highly recommend it, among other books, but I feel like that was one of the original thought work books and it's really small. If thoughts are creative, we want to be really mindful of the thoughts that we're thinking. And so every day, I'm very, very, very aware. Not even every day, every minute, every moment. I'm noticing what's going on in my mind. And if that sounds tedious, it is. And so this isn't for the faint of heart, but also like this is, quote, the work that I help my clients do. It is not like physical labor, but it is meticulous thought work, belief work. And so throughout the day, I'm noticing how I'm feeling. I'm noticing what I'm thinking. And I'm shifting moment by moment into better feeling thoughts. And the feeling thoughts is something that I learned from Abraham Hicks, which is basically like all thoughts have a vibration attached to it or an emotion attached to it. And so if I'm feeling low, if I'm feeling like stuck, if I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm feeling alone or unsuccessful, it's because I'm thinking something not useful. So my job is to shift those thoughts into something more useful, more creative, more full of possibility. And what's interesting is not all thoughts are available when you're in a certain phase or a certain mindset. So if I'm feeling super low, it's going to be really hard for me to access these amazing, incredible, abundant thoughts. I can work my way up to that, but I think in the moment, it might just be reaching for the next thought that feels a little bit better than my business isn't working, right? If we're using that as an example, let's say I'm doing the dishes and I'm feeling like kind of angry or something, or like low-key anxious, maybe, like irritated. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? This is what I would do in real time. I'm doing the dishes and I'm like, okay, why am I feeling a little agitated right now? Check in. What was I just thinking about? I was thinking about how no one's bought on this launch yet. Okay, why am I believing that, that I'm not going to be successful because of what's going on right now? Okay, the thought is my business isn't working right now and that does not feel good. What's a better feeling thought than that? It's like my business is working. People are considering working with me right now. There's people that are ready to buy right now, right? People are waiting for me to show up one more time to help them make a powerful decision. And so that would be like a moment by moment shift. The other example that I was thinking of is like, if there aren't enough people in my audience, how am I going to reach my money goals, right? So the thought would be like, there aren't enough people in my audience. I would actually use that to flip it into a thought that I wanted. So to flip it, it might be like the right people are ready to work with me right now. And that thought feels better. That thought is more creative. That thought is in alignment with what I actually want, which is my audience buying my programs. And so that's like some real-time examples of what I would do on a day-to-day basis, like a moment-to-moment basis about shifting my thoughts into something more creative. One of the things that set me free is that I don't have to believe my thoughts. If I have a thought, no one wants what I have to offer. I do not have to believe that thought. I have to challenge that thought or disprove that thought. And some of the challenging or disproving questions are like, is that always true? Is that absolutely true? Is there something else that's true? And then I insert a new belief. And so when we question our thoughts, we make space for creative thoughts or thoughts we want to make consciously instead of just default brain running the show. The other thing that I do that I learned from Neil Donald Walsh is recreating. And so this is something that you do in retrospect. So let's say I'm getting ready for bed, I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm thinking about my day. And maybe there was like a scene that comes to my mind or like a scenario with my kids or something where I was feeling off for the day. Maybe I was feeling agitated or frustrated or down. 
And I don't know, maybe I like zoned out or I wasn't as present as I wanted to be. And I'm thinking about that as I'm brushing my teeth before I'm going to bed. And I'm like, dang, like, I wish I could have handled that differently. This tool recreating would be me going back in my mind to that scene, to that scenario and doing it differently in my mind. So and I learned this from Neville Goddard as well. There's a bunch of teachers that teach this tool, but I really, really love this because it's basically using your thought to create what you want in retrospect. So if I was agitated and I wasn't as present as I wanted to be with my girls for the day, I might go back in my mind and imagine myself in that scene being more patient, being more loving, being more fun, not being so down or not being so annoyed, right? And what that would be like. And I would recreate that scene and that's what I would believe, kind of like a declaration of who I really am and who I really want to portray myself as in the world. And I just kind of close the chapter, like let that be how I want to remember the scene. And at first, that sounds really messed up, right? Like you're just going to pretend you weren't present with your kids or whatever. Like you're just going to pretend that didn't happen. And it's not like I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. It's helping me create new wiring in my brain for the person that I do want to be. Because what's interesting is the next time that I find myself in a scene like that, I will actually be more likely to be more patient, be more loving because I created that scene in my head, right? If you're familiar with neuroplasticity or like how thoughts create like these neural pathways in our brain, recreating is how we create new neural pathways for like the things that we want to do with our life and do with our world. And so I do that often, especially if it's something that I'm not super proud of or I feel like I messed up, or I could have handled better, I do the recreating a lot. So it's like, how would I have handled that? What would be different? If I could go back, what would I have said? How would I have felt? And then I recreate it in my mind, and then I kind of feel this like completion feeling, like, and so it is, and then I move on. And that's another tool that I do pretty much every day. Like, how would I recreate that? The next thing that I want to talk about is from Neville Goddard, the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And so I like to do this when I'm not really doing my business, but I think it's useful to apply it to your business. And I'll walk you through what that means. Let's say I want to ascend into another income level. Maybe it's like a new monthly revenue goal or a new yearly revenue goal. Maybe I raise my prices for one-on-one or something like that. And I'm feeling nervous or I'm kind of hesitant, like we'll see how this goes. Like I'm shaky. So when I think of the feeling of the wish fulfilled, he says, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So if I had just gotten my new client at the new rate, how would I feel right now? If I just hit my new monthly revenue goal, how would I feel right now? If I just found out that I crossed my yearly goal, how would I feel right now? Right. And so you're assuming the feeling of it being done and you're trying to find that feeling and that state of mind as often as possible. The way that I like to do it is not at my desk. I like to do it when I'm on a walk or when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm watching Suits with Wesley or rewatching Suits, which is so fun. How would I do the dishes if I just signed a new pay in full client? How would I feel? I would feel abundant. I would feel expansive. I would feel peaceful. I would feel grateful. I would be at ease. I'd be kind of excited. Maybe I'd have a dance party with my kids. That's how you assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. And so one of the things that we didn't talk about that I think is really important is you have to know what you want. Because if you don't know what you want, assuming the wish fulfilled means nothing. If you don't know what you want, you can't assume the feeling of the wish of that thing fulfilled if you don't know what that thing is. And so getting clear about what you want is so important for all of this, right? You have to know where you want to go. It's kind of like getting in a boat and like you have a captain with you and they're like, okay, where do you want to go? And you're like, oh, I don't know. He's like, well, then there's no purpose in me being here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why am I here if you don't know where you want to go? I feel like that's 
part of our work with ourselves, the inner work means that we're constantly clarifying and being honest about what we want and the desires in our heart and the direction that we want to go with our lives, with our businesses. And so if you haven't done that work in a little bit, I recommend like getting quiet. What do I want? If all things were possible, what would I love? Kind of we talked about in the journaling section. Wouldn't it be cool if? And I do that a lot because clarity unlocks a lot of energy for me. When I'm clear about what I want, I have a lot of energy to pursue it and to create it both with my thinking and my actions. But it gives me like a sense of direction. Like I know what my non-negotiables are. I know the actions that I need to take. I know what thoughts I need to believe. It gives me that sense of like purpose that I think if you don't know what you want, it feels like you're drowning. It feels gray. It feels foggy. And that will be resolved once you get clear about where you want to go and what you want to create. And so all of this is assuming you know what you're working on, because once you know what you want, then you can line up your beliefs and your actions to create that. And I think that's really, really powerful. So some of the things just to recap that I talked about is journaling. You know, wouldn't it be cool if, what would, if all things are possible, what would I love? What affirmations? We talked about aligning your thoughts and shifting moment by moment, choosing better feeling thoughts. We talked about the tool of recreating. So going back in your mind and imagine the scenario as you want it to be. Imagining yourself saying the things you want to say or feeling the things you want to feel in that moment and kind of closing that by saying, and so it is. And then embodying the feeling of the wish fulfilled as often as you can throughout the day. Those are the things that I do for belief work. And the last thing I was going to say, it's kind of like journaling. It is journaling because I, I write it down in my journal, but it's kind of different. And I want to leave it because it kind of doesn't feel totally the same as the other things that I mentioned. But I did want to bring it up because this is something I also do. And it's just like a conversation with God. So I might ask God a question in my journal and I write it down and then I kind of like write God's response, what I think God would say to me. And if that doesn't resonate, like I said, toss it. But this is something that I do to feel like I access a different level of mind when I do this, because if I'm imagining what God would say to me, God is always abundant. God always has amazing ideas. God believes in me. God knows everything works out. God has insights that I can't access with my limited human brain. And so just the thought that I'm writing or having a conversation with God has been really helpful for me throughout the years. And I do that throughout the day, too. Sometimes I just like ask in a prayer, like with my thoughts, you know, what would you have me do? What would you have me say? What would you have me do next? Help me see this differently. Things like that have really helped me as well. Beyond my human capability, asking for divine guidance has been a huge part of my business. And so I wanted to mention it. And like I said, if that doesn't resonate for you, toss it. But if it does resonate, I think it's worth trying because sometimes we get stuck in our thinking, especially I think this is a really useful tool. I learned this from Gabby Bernstein where it's like, just help me see this differently. If you think about it like a prayer, but it's also like a pause. Like, let's say I'll give you a real example. The other day I was cleaning my kitchen and my three-year-old sometimes gets grumpy and she like tipped over her food all over the table and all over the ground. And I took a second like, I took a big breath in and I put my hand on my heart and I said, help me see this differently. Because my initial response was going to be anger. I could feel it coming up, but I don't like to be angry. So I've learned to ask God to help me see things differently. So I put my hand on my heart, help me see this differently. And the feeling that came over me was like so much compassion, so much patience, so much love for my sweet Lainey that I was able to access that instead of my anger in an instant. And that has been one of the most useful tools for myself in changing how I respond to things unconsciously and making it more conscious by asking God to show me things to see them different. 
to be able to have a different perspective or different perception of something has been invaluable to me. So I wanted to share that with you. You know, even like, shoot, now let's say you get a native comment on your reel on Instagram, like hand on your heart. Help me see this differently. Help me see this person differently. Help me see this comment differently. And just notice that the wisdom or the insights that you have access to just because you are willing to ask to see things differently. That has been a huge hack for me. So I wanted to share it. That is how I do belief work. Like I said, toss what doesn't align with you. But I hope something in this was helpful. If it was, please share it with a friend if you feel inspired to do so. Thank you for listening. If you are listening on the Friday that this comes out, the Conscious Coach Academy ends for pre-sale tonight. So if you haven't taken a look and haven't joined us there, please do so at itsambersmith.com forward slash academy. Again, that's www.itsambersmith, itsambersmith.com forward slash academy because the presale ends Friday night. I would love to have you join at the lowest price it'll ever be and get to working on your own coaching practice and building your beliefs and building your actions in alignment with what you want to do as a coach. So you can check that out and I would love to have you inside. Again, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for being a podcast listener. Love having you in my community and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, I hope you loved and resonated with today's episode. If you did, I know you'd love to be a member of my community in The Matrix. It's where we combine business savvy with the inner work, where I help you build your business in a way that actually feels aligned to you and allows you to create the impact, money, and success you want. Find out more and join at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix. I'll see you inside.